0: Theme music, please. Aloha, I'm Mick Calber. And I'm
1: Bruce Omori.
0: And you are... On On Hawaiian Hawaiian Time. Time! On Hawaiian Time is a podcast where Bruce and I talk story about life unfiltered here on the Big Island. Welcome to another episode of On Hawaiian Time. Today, we've taken it on the road. We are podcasting on location in Volcano Winery in Volcano Hawaii. We're being hosted by the owner, Marie Buttoff. Aloha. And this marks the first time we are all podcasting together in the same place. How about that? Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. As always, <laughs> I'm joined by Bruce. How's it? And my wife, Anne. Aloha. And our amazing producer, Tim. Thank you. You're too kind. True. <laughs> and this episode's guest, as previously mentioned, Marie Butoff. Aloha. Aloha.
2: Marie, yes. a vineyard in Hawaii? Yes, how about that? How about that? Yeah, we um, purchased the vineyard in 99, so it was here in existence. The original owner was uh, Doc McKenney, who started the winery. He started it basically as a hobby and grew into a business. Um, unfortunately, he had a terrible accident here on property. And at that time, he put the winery up for sale. And Dal, my husband, came in and knew that he was going to live in Hawaii f- for his retirement. He That was his plan for all of his life. He fell in love with Hawaii back in the day when he was coming over with uh, doing testing with Hula Packard is what he started off doing here. And then um, a friend of his found an article that was in the Wall Street Journal. It was a one-by-one one ad about a winery for sale. And he made a copy of it and faxed it to him, because that's how long ago that was, <laughs> and said, let's get out of this business that we're in. And they were in the um, tech business. And he says, let's go and buy this winery and make wine and uh, smoke cigars. So how so long was that,
0: Marie? Before- that was nine.
2: That was in ninety seven. Is when that started because he we purchased in ninety nine. Wow. So, so it was about ninety seven. He so moved
0: on it pretty quickly.
2: Well, no, he. Bought the, wine, oh. the winery pretty quickly, and uh, we had to live back in the mainland to uh, make money and to support the winery at <laughs> that point that. in time. <laughs> um, and it was just a lot of fun. Uh, his oldest son, Scott, and his daughter, Susie, came out and ran it for the first eight years plus. Um, they had three years to turn it around, and they did a fine job, and mm-hmm. here we are today, and it's grown into a wonderful company Um we have distribution on all the islands. We ship to 43 states right now, so we do a lot of e-commerce. Um, that's what's keeping us alive right now. But um, it's been quite the journey. Um, Dell would be very proud of this right now. Uh, we lost him last July, actually, to um, cancer. Um, he was a spirit that you could feel the presence of Anywhere he, he was a very quiet man, but he can control a room with his smile. He yeah, vit- we loved
0: him. Yeah. Well, that's a great, a great way to put it. I love it. Yeah, that he was, was a great fan. and a good golfer, yeah. too.
2: Yeah. Yes, he's a good golfer. Yeah. yeah, very good.
0: So, I assume along the way, there were a few bumps on the road other than just COVID 19,
2: correct? Um, well, we, he went through the in 2008. Um, of course, prior to that, you know, 2005, um, 06, 07, they were rocking and rolling. And um, we were actually going to buy a automated system for the bottling and everything complete. And Dell was a very good businessman, and he says, you know what, we're just going to hold up. And we only bought the uh, labeler at that time, the automatic labor, which the staff was very happy because they were really tired of labeling Mm 60,000 bottles um so we did get that one piece and he put a hold on that and thank god he did because that's when the economy all went down to that we made it through that survived did really really well um we moved over here permanently about 12 years ago now and uh, him and i've been running it and doing lots of fun different things and then we had the big eruption and that shut us down for a while. We thought, how can we survive that with the business with the park being shut down and things? And we were we were never closed a day. We remained open the entire time, kept all of our staff at that time also. Um, and then, of course, COVID happened now. And uh, this has been the tough one. This is the first time ever in the history of the winery that we actually had to lay off some people. Mm. But June 1st which is Monday. We're opening back up. Yay. So our tasting room will be open. Good our staff will be going to have the staff. I was able to keep full time. Lonnie was able to, I able to keep her as much as possible, not full time, but kept her hours um, because she is my backbone in the tasting room. She keeps my sanity. She keeps it clean and neat and Beautiful and takes really good care of me.
3: And, and Lonnie De La Peña is with us as well, and she's. Aloha, on the you guys. <laughs> Aloha.
2: <laughs> and then Alex, who is our general manager, he is here. Um, not today, but he's here also. And then Ken, who is our assistant winemaker. He, of course, we have to keep making wine because we keep selling wine, which is a, a big <laughs> plus. Um, he is here, and then uh, Tommy. And Tommy has been here with us now for almost 20 years, and he wow. takes care of our fields, and he's a super guy too. So the so five of them, I was able to keep most of their hours. And now starting in June, my part-timers will start coming back as needed. So we're hoping uh, we'll be booked because now we have to do, there's a lot of different new rules in regards to doing wine tastings. I could only have 10 people in the tasting room at a time. As life prior to this, we could have anywhere from 10 to 75 people in there. We could do anywhere from 30 to 150 tastings a day. So you just don't know. On days like this, it's busy. So um, starting on Monday, we're taking reservations. We're going to do uh, 10 people at a time every hour and uh, do the best that we could possibly do.
0: Right on. Just That's
3: for great. our listeners' information, by the time they hear this podcast, you will have been open at least for four or five days. Great. So they should so, be coming up. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Volcano Winery is open Right? Correct. Call, it is for open. Your, call for your tasting.
2: Call for your tasting, <laughs> yes. And we um, anytime you're welcome to come up to purchase bottles. So those are always available. If you don't feel comfortable coming in at this point in time, some people do not, you just call. When we do a curbside, you place your order. We'll package your wine up for you, and you drive on up and get out of your car and pick it up off the table and go home and enjoy it.
3: And what's, what's your website if people want to order online?
2: At www.volcanowinery.com.
3: I find what is fascinating about the Big Island is so many different parts of this island are different um, climate-wise, geographically. And Volcano is so unique on this island. What are we at? Like 4,000-foot elevation. It's, what, 62 degrees here right now. I'm starting to get a shiver. (laughs) (laughs) My friends in Connecticut will say that's a joke. (laughs) Knock it off. But, you know, meanwhile, it's, it's like 10 degrees, 15 degrees warmer in Hilo and other parts of the island, and it's just, it's beautiful up here. There's a beautiful trade wind blowing. Correct. Not beautiful for the audio, for our microphones, but uh, (laughs) we'll try to fix that later.
0: Hey, I wanted to ask, was it, did you have trouble getting people to accept uh, wine from Hawaii? It's kind of an odd thing. Sure, Um,
2: because we're really not a designated region, a lot of different wineries, so that's something we would love to do, but that is very tricky and complicating and having that approval. Um, of course, we always have our visitors that come in and say, oh, you know, we're our official, you know, we're our connoisseurs and we're from wine country. And we know everything that there is possibly to know about wine. And we very kindly say, well, I'm sure you do. Are you from France? Is that what you're from? No, they're from California, <laughs> but um, they do a great job. And we actually ship. The most wine in e-commerce to our California visitors. Interesting. So nice. once they have it, they love it because it's not a competition with them. Our wines are unique. They are touched by Hawaii. It's a little bit of paradise you get to take home with you, and um, it has quite the quite the following. We have a great wine. Wh- our wine club Blani knows about that. How many do we have in the wine club We're now? Over five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So that's and that is really. Grown. Grown. And Lonnie is, ex- she is the one that did that. I give her all the kudos for that. Thanks, Mary. But um, that's how we were able to remain open, and I was able to continue to have my staff here, was from the wine club, because our wine club was in April. So that actually... Gave me enough money to pay my staff, which was wonderful for that. Right. And um, now we're blessed again. That's going to be coming up in July, also. So that, if that you wanted
4: help. to sign up for the wine club, how would you do that?
2: You could either call. We could do it over the phone. You could go to the website. We could mail you uh, a form. Uh, there is a form on our website, and they're going to be adding a new one. So probably by the time that you hear this podcast, you'll be able to go and do a uh, a live. Type on the website, whatever that is, to, to do that, or print okay. it out and send it in. Great. But call We have people calling all the time to, to join the uh, wine club over the phone. They like that personal touch, especially when, you know, Lonnie's on the phone with them, and she's a, a, a great ambassador for the, the winery and for Hawaii, so it works out well.
5: Thanks, Marie. And the wine club is actually a huge benefit to our customers, so they really enjoy it as well. They get great discounts off the bottles. They get first privileges on their new release uh, for the estates, and they get special shipping. So there's no cost to the member except for your wine and your shipping. And it's three bottles every three months. So, mahalo to our wine club members for keeping us alive. And they, yeah, and they um, as well.
2: They love the specialty um, care that they get with that. Especially um, our, we have quite a few local that are in the wine club that will just come up to get it because they love coming up here. The, you know, the, it's a beautiful place. And um, they get first dibs then um, when we release our tickets for the Harvest Festival, which is a big event that we, we do up here. And um, they they really like to be able to get their tickets first because we sell out pretty quickly. On and they that. like to get their free tastings. And also. their free tastings. <laughs> so they get free tastings also. But, yeah, they are uh, you know our, our local wine club members are, are great. I mean, they bring all their friends and everything, so it works out good for everybody.
0: You know, Marie, you, you mentioned that um, the wine here is different from other places, obviously, a different climate and so on. How does it differ? There have to be pros and cons, right, of growing grapes and making wine in Hawaii. wine.
2: There's lots of different uh, scenarios that happen in regards to our wines being made. Um, growing the grapes first off is very tough. Um, we are growing the Symphony and the Pinot. And what makes it so hard? We have no dirt. It's number one. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that so, yeah, so, that's the, the challenge in regard to that. Um, we're actually in a nice little microclimate here. So, like down in the village, they could get up to two to 300 inches of rain for the year. We're here on the dry corner here, and we only get about 70 inches of rain. So, that works out very well for us. The grapes, when we plant the grapes, we have to bring uh, heavy equipment in, bust up the lava, and then backfill put dirt in and go for there it's actually really good for the grapes because the grapes like to um they like to struggle the harder the struggle the better that they are so it works in our favor in regards to that um we are not self-sufficient in bringing uh, growing on all of our grapes for our wine since we have grown so much i mean we're up to uh, Lonnie, about 70,000 bottles a year mm-hmm. is what we're producing right now, and uh, we sell everything that we produce. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. Um, we have a little bit over 12 acres of grapes, mm-hmm. and about two acres of tea, yep. and so we still have to import from California and from Washington for um, bringing grapes in. And that's the other hard part of owning a business here in Hawaii, everything is shipped. For us, we have to ship all of our glass in, so that means all of our wine tasting glasses, all of our bottles, all of our labels, all of our bottle sleeves, all of our corks, all of our barrels, everything is shipped in. So that is, uh, it's, it's, qu- it's quite amazing. It, you know, Dell made an amazing uh, model here. It's a perfectly run machine, and um Yeah, he blessed us with that, that's for sure. That's
4: great.
1: Marie, is Volcano Winery the only winery on an active volcano?
2: Yes, it is. There's one other winery in our state, and it's Maui Winery. Uh And they're over there also. Um, They're growing grapes too. Um, But we are... Uh, the one that's on the active, you know, it's pretty yeah. cool. When we would do the, when the the flow was going down, we were able to sit out here and um, we had tastings out here and a barbecue and things that were going on. And over the tree line, just straight looking out, you could see the glow from the lava. <laughs> and it was quite impressive. <laughs> I mean, we had, it is. That's when we were doing uh, tours here at night and we had anywhere from, 75 to 200 people wow. running through mm-hmm. on that event. And they were in and out of here in two hours. Right, nice. Wine tasting,
5: dinner, and purchasing, which was incredible. And we're definitely located near the active volcano because we're two miles away from Halimutmau. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> definitely uh, sitting on the active volcano, I would say. And we were in the middle of a tour when it first erupted and Del and we were here, it shook us to the core. I mean, I was doing a tasting outside here, and everybody was clapping. They thought it was a part of our thing, (laughs) thing. You know, they said, do it again, and then, boom, it it happened again. We had the aftershock right right, out there. You were
0: having really heavy earthquakes up here in Volcano, huh? (laughs) One after another after another.
5: Continuous. Mm -hmm. It
2: was – I was very rattled by it. Um, It made me really anxious. Del was fine. He's – was, was very laid back, um, not, not too much ever rattled. He was pretty good at saying no, <laughs> that was his, his thing. Whenever you ask him, and everybody knew that here is when we wanted something new at the wine or anything, he would say no, and you probably had to get at least three to four no's out of him before he, you would get something. So, but uh,
0: what'd they say to him? They had 600 earthquakes and. Two months was it? Yeah, I,
3: I don't remember the exact number, but it was intense and it was nonstop for a while. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: And Bruce and I were up here in 2018 because you wanted to get some photos of the uh,
1: yeah the, the bloom. ash plume.
0: Yeah, and uh, we stopped and earlier. the cracks in the road, right, Bruce? Well, that
1: happened while <laughs> we were here. Yeah, right. <laughs> we had an earthquake, and a um, guy driving by mentioned the cracks on the highway. Mm-hmm. So we went down there to shoot it. Yeah, we were,
3: we were here at the winery for uh, about 15, 20 minutes talking to Kendall, I think. Yeah, Kendall, that's yeah. right. And um, yeah, just killing time because the plume wasn't as active as it had been the day before. So we said, yeah. well, we'll just wait it out and see if anything happens. And sure enough, it did. It happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. we had quite the show over here. We had um, a lot of the, uh, the news feed people were coming and parking in our um, Jessica from the park had them come over here so the CNN trucks and Fox and all those would come down because it would just bellow. I mean, we had the perfect shot for it and being far enough away. But the earthquakes,
5: we only lost one wine glass. Yeah. Which
2: oh, was
0: amazing. amazing. Wow. We had it on a high yeah. shelf. That's amazing. Everything yeah. else
5: just kind of danced to it and, you know, worked its <laughs> way on the shelf and kept it going. But it was quite interesting. Coming from someone that was here all day from open to closed. you could feel it um just kind of like a breathing dragon it would start pretty low and you would kind of feel those little tremors and as the day progressed it would get bigger and bigger and bigger and by the end of the day it was swinging the chandelier inside and so by the end of the three-month period i mean of course it was a little frightening for people that um, are used to maybe california earthquakes or not used to, to what a volcano can do and being on an island with such an active, powerful thing. Um, But it was pretty interesting by the end, we were making bets to see when that five pointer was going to hit because we knew it was going to happen every day, but what time was it going to happen? So it was very eventful here. Um, Quite interesting for sure. I think they were
2: putting what, $5 in the hat every day and then they would write their times down. (laughs) uh, Everybody seemed to pick out their, I think Alex probably succeeded quite often in,
5: we did a lot of research. A lot of cheating behind that. I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were getting regularly five-point-something earthquakes every, every day. day. Every day. And then a multitude of three-point and whatever, four-point. All, all day I'm, long. Yeah.
2: Yeah, continue. That was be- crazy.
0: But just so people know, the, the the eruptive part, the lava part, was next to our house in Leilani, right. which was, what, 25 miles rift from here. Correct. What was happening up here was the crater was collapsing.
2: Correct. Yeah, we're seeing oh, it my down my to you guys.
0: <laughs> and now it's it's more than twice as well, more than four times as big. It was a half a mile across, and now it's over a mile wow. like in diameter.
2: Yeah, it's pretty. If, so. it, if you haven't been back up there to, to just to witness the what creation happened after that lava coming out, it is it's amazing. It's stunning. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely stunning
1: How did
3: that affect your business in 2018 when that was happening?
2: Oh, it was tough. There was days that we didn't see a lot of people come
5: up. Um, very few, yeah. It was uh, the park was closed. The park was so closed. Very little yep. visitors, and also, like you said, the the road was like an eggshell. So <laughs> yeah, it was quite. We were scary probably being down
2: pretty close to where we are now. Probably uh, not even. Me, maybe we had five percent of our business. So like we're down ninety five percent. Wow. Yeah, it was tough.
0: Crazy. Were
3: uh-huh. you able to keep operating? Yes. Mm-hmm. You so you did. Hmm.
2: We did. So yeah, you know, we couldn't spend a lot of money. We just had a. Be strict and responsible, and survive, basically.
1: So, being this close in proximity to Halemau Ma'u, did it uh, did the vog affect your crop? Any?
2: We had one day that we had some ash, but it was nothing bad. Uh, we actually probably had the best air on the island <laughs> because with the trades and everything, it just blew it. It was like this most of the time.
0: Yeah, you can hear the trades right now. Yeah, you
2: yeah. <laughs> know. it was definitely got it worse yeah, than we did. Yeah, bad. Um,
5: but here it was it was good. I mean, a couple of days it was voggy where we had to shut yeah, the two windows. two days the wind turned on us. Right. And it came in our direction. And then we lost some of the flowering season when that first started just because it was a little bit more delicate on the vines at that time. And once the fruit set, it didn't make as much of a difference Um on affecting it as far as that goes but it, I think it did give a little bit more of a maybe sulfuric or a volcanic quality to the grapes Like a, Yeah there's kind of a, little a, smoke, a little bit of a smoke a little bit
2: Definitely like a, uh, a a smoke hint in the wine mm-hmm. I wanted to say in our state um, mm. which one of those. Which we're going
5: to go into sure. in September when we release. That Correct. will be the eruption year. So that's going to be really fun estate to try, the one that's coming Ooh, out. Yeah, wow. soon. Eruption
2: wine. Eruption wine. That will be in September. It has well, that smoky yeah. flavor. So, we, yeah, we're not going to be able to do our um, Harvest Festival this year, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. We just feel that it's too soon for the community to have 250 people in this area yeah. at that given point in time. So we're just... Um, Going to take a break on that, and we'll go back next year and the following year and doing that. Um, just because the um, community here up in Volcano has been really kind of double hit from the sure. having the eruption with their businesses and things like that, and now with this, you know, they're they're closed. Yeah, we are, we're fortunate. We still have e-combs and we st- people are still buying wine. You know, they'll come up and get their wine and take it. But, you know, some of the restaurants, you know, their doors are closed. Killway Lodge and you know, Ohia and uh, Eagle Lighthouse and all, you know, all those owners.
1: So has uh, alcohol consumption been up because of COVID?
2: At my house, it has. <laughs> 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 no, it, it has. Um, of course, you know, everybody is... Uh, Purchasing wine, we're not as um, you'll hear a lot like with the mainland, especially with the winery and distilleries that they're they're all time shipping and their distributions and things like that. It's a lot different for us on the island because our shipping costs are ridiculous. And for me to ship a case of wine to the mainland, it's seventy dollars just for shipping. Mm -hmm. And that's cost. I don't sure. make anything on shipping, so they have to wait. So right now on the mainland, most wineries are offering $5 flat shipping, zero shipping, <laughs> things like that. So um, so we're offering 20% off our wines. Correct. We get, 20, so they get really 20% wine off the bottles, bottles, But shipping, we can't get around. Yeah, even our, you know, the distributor is, is hurting right now. They, mm-hmm. they had sure. to, um, because, you know, we were getting at this time of year last year, or all the years, you know, every day is 30,000 people a day. Now we're getting 500, 200. It's a huge difference. Yeah, the economy is, uh, as Dell would say, this too shall pass, and we will move on. <laughs>
4: I was real curious, what is the process that you go through with uh, the wine, when you pick it and how long it takes before you pick it
2: to pouring it out of the bottle? I'm going to let Lonnie go on with that, because Perfect. she knows the more detailed of it, I know the basics of it, uh, but she knows the, the entire process, so she could explain the wines and the process maybe at the same time, could
5: work for us. Yes? Yeah, great. So I am definitely not the winemaker, but I have had my hands in assisting in uh, producing and definitely the harvesting side. So when we harvest, we follow the California season naturally. And we do harvest all of our grapes off of the vines, uh, late September, early October, sometimes, depending on the weather, if it's too rainy, we'll get them off the vine a little earlier. And straight from the vineyard, we are um, hand harvesting those with buckets, um, bringing those over to the weighing area. They get sprayed down they get put into a crushing machine uh, which is very kind of old school winery style there's nothing high tech here besides Marie talked about that label maker that's the only thing we really have that's automated everything is very hands-on here so there's a very um, small group of us that all go out harvest the grapes we start the crushing, destemming, which is all hand done, pulling all the stems out of there. From there, it depends if it's red or white grapes. If it's a red grape, it's gonna go for skin contact and maceration, which is basically allowing that skins to release its beautiful color, texture, quality, tannins. And that's gonna go ahead and make that beautiful red wine. In our case, that would be our Pinot Noir and our Syrah that's gonna go through that. And then when we have our white grapes, that gets pressed and crushed. Um, And then that goes and starts fermentation. And we start with the CO2 and the yeast, directly right from the vineyard. So it happens all within. We pick everything off of our, just under um, about 12 acres of active vines here. We do that in two days and start fermentation at that same time. We also bring in, local fruit so we have our guava that has fermentation separately and has its own fermentation it's a little longer thicker puree of our local hawaiian guavas that is pureed down whole so you're getting skins and seeds and different tannins and complexity coming forward from that fruit itself and that's blended to the symphony grape and then we have also jibuchikaba which is a local favorite that's in the volcano red in the volcano blush a brazilian bark berry that grows wild here on the big island that's all sourced from the big island as well that goes through its own kind of uh, red skin fermentation because it has great dark skin. So we definitely do the skin contact on the berries as well and allow that to ferment separately. And that gets blended to a ruby red Cabernet base, which is Cabernet Sauvignon. Carignan and Alicante. That's from California. Some blends that we can't grow here. And then that's mixed with our Symphony Dry as well. That's a top seller for us. Very nice and semi-sweet and delicious. And then the second one with the blush. That's just the white Symphony Grape blend into the Jibuchicaba. And then the final fermentation that we do, uh, very unique, is Meads. We have two honey wines, and those are our dessert wines. Pure local Honey brought in by 55 gallon drums all the fermentation is done here they add the yeast and the water to that that starts fermentation we have one classic pure gold macadamia honey and we have a second one that our winemaker um, created and about 12 years ago or something like that but it is the infusion tea wine which is our specialty macadamia honey wine soaked and infused with our estate black tea which is japanese black tea which is all produced in hand grown and picked here on the property and fully roasted and a big bag is steeped into the completed vat of macadamia honey. So there are a lot of different fermentation styles that's happening in the vat room. But when we harvest, it's all done within two days off of the property here and the fermentation starts then. If we get grapes in, We have some of those coming in flash frozen. We'll start fermentation when they arrive, um, depending if that's going to be the Carneros um, grape that comes in for our limited, or maybe some of that blend for that Ruby Red Cabernet. And then we grow Symphony here as well. So that gets harvested off our property, but that also gets fermented and brought in from California. And then we do all the uh, fermentation here. So everything is locally done and produced right here, all by hand, 70,000 bottles.
2: I it's, think she's done
0: this before. Wow, what do you guys that's think? <laughs> yeah, she's pretty good at it.
5: Yeah, she's <laughs> I love it.
2: It. she does wow. she does all of our training and everything too for our staff. So um, they have a, a great leader and teacher here. Thanks, she's guys. she's awesome. But the, yeah, and that's you know as you were saying, what is different? Our wines are different all the way across mm. from just from start to finish. They're all unique. Wow. They're all done differently um, because we we still do everything old school. I mean, it's it's just the way it is. That's how we have to make it work here on the island. Unfortunately, so the taste sorry. doesn't
0: come across on uh, podcasts, so <laughs> right? people will have to order <laughs> things and taste them themselves.
5: Correct. You know or what's really up up fun about right. these wines? A lot of people think when you think about a Hawaiian wine, it's a novelty. Uh, that it's a sweet, sugary. Syrupy thing that's not a real wine. And coming from a wine drinker, Marie as well, he's a <laughs> wine drinker. You huge. will know after, right? winos here, um, you will definitely know that these are real wines. And we're, we have real winemakers here. And we're, we're harvesting our grapes. And these are all local fruit. And they're very well made wines. The top residual, residual sugar that you're going to get on any of our wines is 6%. And that's your normal Moscato. So when you're thinking about that in the realm when people say, oh, it's sweet Hawaiian wine. Like, I-, I don't want that. It's absolutely not correct. You have to come and try it. Don't knock it before you try it. And they are amazing. They sure. so we yummy. And
2: yeah. the tea that we use in the infusion is our tea also. And our tea is world-known, award-winning. We won yep. first place at TOTUS, which was a couple years, was the first uh, mm-hmm. American... Tea. Yeah, all the growers from the United States. So yep. we had... They came to Hawaii, actually, and uh, they did a tea competition, and there were 80 growers,
5: I think, that came. Within the United States, within I believe, the, yep. Or, and it. TOTUS just means Tea of the United States, and that was a tea award or thing that they had up here. And we won first for our white tea and second for our silver needle, so, I believe. I believe. Mm-hmm. And then we just won
2: first for our... Black tea, black tea in In Australia. In Australia,
4: Mm -hmm. wow. So
2: it's yeah, it's um, world renowned. Yeah, those those that um, know the the tea world because their tea connoisseurs and wine are very much the same. They know, you know, their teas. The people that know their teas that come in, try our our teas, and they're like, this is this is like, this is tea that I would drink. They would say it's
5: very premium, super super quality. We have. Beautiful tabletops of tea, just under two acres, like we said, right um, next to our vineyard. And we planted co-op. they planted koa you know, back, so it's nicely planted within the vineyard to kind of convert nitrogen into the soil. So it's grown all around the tea and it's lush and beautiful. We handpick it all. It's handpicked by the leaf. You have uh, your top two leaves when you're doing your white tea. You have your silver needle on the second leaf. That one goes through you no know, roasting. It's a beautiful, just screen drying, higher antioxidant, very good for you very low in caffeine just naturally um, and delicate and delicious and then we also do a green tea and a black tea which we pick an additional leaf it's a silver needle second and third leaf green tea is partially roasted after screen drying and the black is fully roasted everything is done right in here in volcano it's all loose leaf and it's very premium so you harvest
2: all the tea so we have green tea white tea silver needle tea
5: what did i miss white White, green and black black is what we're currently producing those the all comes with all of those, but we're not doing it separately. That all
2: right now. comes from the same plant. It's not different plants. It's just what leaf you pick. We have how many varieties of tea? Four, four varieties of tea that four we Japanese grow. Four Japanese varietals. Four Japanese varietals. But when you harvest the tea, it's just what leaf you pick that makes the yeah, tea, which never, I had no idea. No,
0: we didn't know that either. Right. We're, we're friends with um, uh, Mike Longo and yep. and. Um, Rob, uh, Nunnally. Rob Nunnally. Sure. And, uh, you know, Big tea wait, grows. they introduced us to that. I said, wait a minute. You mean there's not an Earl Grey plant? Right, you know? right. And that, that blew me away. Yeah, But they, they were have, in the contest. I don't know if you were talking about the one that was here. Yes. Mm-hmm. But they won some things. You won some. Right. A, a lot of people are coming to realize that there's some very high quality tea grown in Hawaii.
2: Yes. It's very well known. Um Eva Lee, who does our roasting for us, she has really taken the the tea level up quite a few notches in the volcano area. She helped us a lot um, um, getting started and doing different things. We actually got started with the tea through um, a grant from the university. We work with them Hmm. quite a bit. Um, And it was when Scott was here back then, he started working with the – the, the the people and they mentioned you know if you would like to try to go ahead and do that and uh, it worked very very well so the same thing like we we grow olives now too because you know we have to add something new <laughs> we tried to do that <laughs> don't get boring so with the university we have twelve olive trees that are sitting behind me and um, we did get olives last year which was quite wow, exciting wow
0: that's cool so now
2: we're gonna make olive oil as soon as I uh, I guess I have to watch a lot more YouTube's because we (laughs) we haven't been very successful with it yet, but we're going to (laughs) try. Anything you don't
0: know these days, watch a YouTube video. Right, exactly. Google it. (laughs) Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now, Lonnie, I think is going to pour us to taste some of our limited
5: limited Pinot Noir,
2: which is one of my This is a yummy
5: 2017 vintage, and it's also one of the heavier body Pinots that we have on our line. Um, and we produce three Pinot Noirs here. Now we do have an estate like we talked about. That one is also the same vintage 2017. Marie does like a little bolder body. So we're going to be sampling the limited right now, but all three are delicious. This one in particular though, is a Carnaros California grape and it comes from Carnaros Valley. It's going to give us more of the skins of the Pinot Noir that we can't grow here. We get quite a lot of rainfall here. Like we mentioned, 70 to hundred inches of rain. Um, And that does thin the skins just a little bit, gives you more of the dryness of the grapes. This one is going to give you a little of that dark cherry and plum note coming through as well. Smoky French oak on the finish here. We're using Bordeaux meat and roast on all of our Pinot Noirs in different lengths.
0: This is going to be tough on our wine aficionados out there if we're tasting wine (laughs) and they can't. And so, you know, and I guess they they're going to have to call and order something to whet their appetite.
2: Exactly.
3: You know, I once heard a, a wine aficionado, I think it was on a podcast, and someone asked her, you know, how do you know what's good? How do you become accustomed to being a, an aficionado? And she said, if it tastes good to you, it's good. Correct. And that's all yeah, that, there that you That's, there you go. that's <laughs>
2: all that matters. It doesn't matter the cost of the bottle. At all in regards to that. Um, it's what bottle is open on your table and you're enjoying it. That's the right. best wine that there
5: is.
0: It's like Chinese <laughs> food. everybody got their own best selection. Yeah.
5: Yeah, and we do have a little bit of everything for everyone. We have dry wines, semi-sweet wines, and then those honey dessert wines on the end. Oh, getting full. Yeah, <laughs> <There you go. laughs> that's i bet you that's lonnie's class. there you go smart
2: smart <laughs> okay lonnie you're gonna make your toast you do the nice oh go ahead cheers you, to guys.
5: you mahalo to everybody for supporting volcano wiring thank you guys for coming up and doing this we really appreciate it and we are excited to see everybody back up here safely of course you have to bring your mask but uh we'll be smiling through our mask we'll see it through <laughs> your guys eyes and uh mahalo All our oh, pleasure
2: cheers uh-huh.
1: cheers
5: Mm.
2: To
0: all of you. ching ching Clink, ching, clink, clink, clink. You can't
5: play with me. Yeah, nice and dry and smooth on that Pinot Noir.
3: Bruce is traversing mm. across the mm. table um, that is through nice. the wires. That's beautiful. <laughs> Cheersing everyone. Mm. To get Cheers. the visual, you might have to go to our YouTube
0: channel to watch this. <laughs> cheersing is that a word? Cheersing, cheersing,
3: cheersing.
2: Cheersing,
3: cheersing from sounds New good. Sure. <laughs> smells Marie, where good. are you from prior to Hawaii?
2: Originally, I'm from Ohio. I grew up in um, Youngstown, Ohio, which is. Um, you have Cleveland up north and you have Akron to the south. We're kind of like right in the middle of the triangle of that area is where I originally grew up. Um, but lived all over the place. Dell was in, um, tech world. So he moved all over the place. And he is originally from Minnesota. Um, when he turned 18, he left Minnesota never to return to snow again. I
0: heard that. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I'm with him.
2: Yeah. But, um, so it's and we were never in the wine business before. That's everybody assumed that we were. We just like to drink wine and uh, thought it would be a nice adventure and uh, to spend the rest of our lives doing something that we enjoyed. And that's nice. why we do it. Absolutely. So, did you
0: consider yourself a Buckeye?
2: I did. I, and the sad thing about it was I was a, a Buckeye, and I also cheer for Cleveland Browns, too. And it's Whoa. been it's been a hard life. It's been a really hard life. And Del was, <laughs> with Minnesota, I mean, so we suffered yeah. a long time with yeah. our teams. But That's it, brutal. It is what it is.
0: <laughs> I was a Cubs fan. I mean, we finally got over that, you know, a yeah. few years ago. A few but, years. Man, that was a tough one, too. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: Mm, yeah, In Hawaii, good. all you have to do is really worry about a tea time.
2: Correct. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's my favorite time also. Yeah, I do love to play golf, too. We're going to sure miss our little course up here. Yeah, that's yeah, a we problem.
0: volcano yeah. golf course. We're still talking about buying it somehow. You, you should. Know, resurrecting <laughs> it.
3: A victim of the, the the COVID, I guess.
0: I guess. Oh, I don't know. That no. place might have gone down anyway, don't you think?
3: Well,
4: fire didn't
2: it's, sure uh, help. The fire did yeah, not, not help. Um, you know, there... That, again, is a tough business yeah. to have. Yeah. Um, you ha- It has to be tightly managed. And it is what it is. That's, you know, a lot of our businesses here in Hawaii, they have to remember that we are a business. Right. <laughs> we are real. We have hours that we're here from 10 to 530, you know. And, and just like the holidays. winery,
0: the, the golf course up here is unique. Correct. I mean, it's how many places can you have a golf course on an active volcano? Correct. And... The climate zones. We, we played it in the front nine. It can be raining. The next back nine can be sunny and dry. Yes. Actually, a hole-to-hole, they can change.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> so, crazy. And, and, and uh, Madam Paley sure can play havoc on your balls over there, too. And <laughs> oh. Many <laughs> <a> times. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I can't believe I've lost another ball up there. I've lost more balls at this course than I've done even at Big Island, yeah, which I, I lose a lot of balls there too. But uh, <laughs> I play for fun. I have a great time. It's 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 a good, it's good times. You
0: yeah. go to Makani now, and we've lost as many in hole seventeen and eighteen as the rest of the course. <laughs> uh
2: uh-huh. right. Yep. Oh I know. Well. Montaloni should be opening back up soon. The course is beautiful. It's in great shape, but nobody's playing it right now. Yeah.
3: Mm. Uh-huh. Bruce. As a fellow business owner on the Big Island, small business owner and you know, a brick and mortar mm-hmm. like Marie, like, what kind of things do you guys um, find in terms of uh, the challenging uh, in terms of running a business on the Big Island? I mean, obviously right now, everyone in the world is having a challenge, but is there anything unique or special that you guys share in common in terms of being small business owners on an island in the middle of the Pacific I mean, you're tourist-based,
1: right? Tourist-based, yeah. And, you know, Marie brought up a good uh, point uh, about shipping. Being in the middle of the Pacific, I mean, it's of course, it's beautiful here, but we're at such a disadvantage to large business because everything's, you know, we need everything. to ship everything in and we ship everything out. You know, even for my photography, my lab is in California, So they need to ship the prints to me. I sign the pieces, and they have to be shipped out. So there's that additional cost of doing business here. Everything's so expensive. Correct. Uh, It's something that it's
2: it's just it's mind blowing. Yeah. For those that um, have not run a business in Hawaii, it's it's a whole different way of life. You can't. It's really hard. um, Dell was the accountant. He did all the. put the pencil to everything and as soon as we think we would have it figured out to the right correct pricing then the shipping would go up because the gasoline went up so then there was a new surcharge and then there is a new something else happening or
5: mm-hmm.
2: you can't get that item any longer i'm sorry we don't produce it anymore or no we we're, we're, we're not going to ship to you anymore we're done right. we're done with that cuz they can't it's expensive for people to ship to mm-hmm. us And in the beginning, you know, some would try to negotiate and we would try to work out the shipping deals and things like that. But you you can't do it anymore. You have to put it into the product, the cost of the product. It is what it is. It's a blessing. You know, we're all blessed to be here and to be able to participate and to be on this island and live this life. Um, But but it's tough. It's, It's tough. Um, I'm fortunate to have amazing employees.
1: Tough times ahead, though. Tough
2: times ahead. Travel
1: restrictions are still in place, even for inter-island travel. Correct. But Governor Ige is talking about extending the um, overseas travel, trans-Pacific travel, into July.
2: That is very scary for us. Yeah, I mean, I, me you know, Bruce and I, we, you know, we do business together. I have his prints here and, you know, we take care of each other. And uh, yeah. we sold a lot. You know, we had, it was it a great business model that we have going here, both, you know, his place and my place. I mean, we, you know, we worked hard to get where we we're at. And it, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's heartbreaking, actually. To be in this position because we know we could do it. We know it's there. We know we have the relationships. We, you know, we have the great employees. We have the facilities. We have, you know, we have the model. Now we need the people. And half of you want to say, you know, let's have the travel back. But right now, we're probably the safest place in the world. Yeah,
0: that's the problem. You know, that's as, the as much as we need the visitors, we've dodged the bullet here. Correct. And you know, if we bring the visitors back here, and it's Captain Cook bringing back all the diseases to the island, whoa! Correct. You know, we could be in big trouble.
2: The, I, I I agree. So, you know, and that's why I respect you know a lot. And that's it is a challenge. It's it's a, it's a, a conflict in my own being. You sure. know that that yeah. I, I want this to happen, but I and but I don't want any harm to come sure. to anybody, and it's just something that we have to you know we're gonna have to wait and see what, what what's gonna happen. Yeah. You know we're being respectful. You know we ask everybody to wear their mask and things like that. I know some people do, some people don't. You know if you're not the six feet apart, um, but when you come here, you're gonna wear your mask because it's not for me, it's not for you, it's you know it's for those that are compromised. It's for my father it would be for my husband you know exactly. things like that that you have to watch for for those that's who you know we have to take care of those people and that's how we're going to do it
4: exactly
2: yeah. and take care of our
4: community volcano winery has been so great in supporting our community and i think you're well known for that i mean i um Years ago, started tasting some of the wines and thought they were great at the local restaurants. And then it seemed like you and Del stepped up and all of a sudden it bloomed. It was in the community, part of the community. I mean, I enjoyed some great tastings at Extreme Exposure, you know, a black and white night. That That was fun. That is a fun time. But you guys really have supported our community, and I appreciate that. And and Thank I think you. the community is starting to say, how can we support our local businesses Correct. if the tourists aren't showing up? So come on up. Pick come. up your wine.
2: Come on up. Pick up your wine. Come and say hi to Lonnie and our staff and everybody that's here. Um, Bruce's photos are here. His, his place is not open yet. You can still buy them here. Um Marty is here. Quite a few different local, I would say everything that's in our tasting room right now is local. For sure. Yeah. Great. That, that we have for sale there. Even from our jewelry from Keiko that we do her glass jewelry. We've been selling her jewelry for 20 years. Ooh, that's great. Nice. Yeah. So it's just been fun. And we keep, you know, we have, and we have relationships. Like I have, I have Bruce's work in there and we have um, Brad's. G Brad loses, and
4: yeah.
2: those are the two that I have the relationships with, and oh, that's man. that's what we, we that's what we do. That's what we do for each other. And yeah.
0: just imagine you can visit the place where we did our podcast. Right,
2: yeah. <laughs> There's a little plaque on the wall. Yeah.
0: and maybe you want to invest in a golf
3: course down the street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mick and Bruce and I would sure love to play yeah. there again. Yeah. We could play there with without it being manicured. I guess that'd be hard to find your ball. Well. Though.
0: It's hard to find my my ball, (laughs) regardless.
3: You know, we hear um, lately on this island about the Kama'ina economy, the local economy, and how how much can you benefit from the local economy and and local residents coming to support you versus, you know, can that sustain you?
2: I believe it could. I absolutely believe it could. Um, We get a lot of local people that come up
5: and visit with us. And we'd uh, like to get more. We would love to get <laughs> yeah. more. A lot of <laughs> people we still talk to have never heard of the winer, And so it's always like we're just trying to do the coconut wireless too. Like you tell your friend and you tell your friend. But we're always advertising it. And we'd love Kalmaina coming up. They love the tasting. Um, they definitely love the Hawaiian guava and the volcano red and the cheese platters that we have here. And their own local winery here. It's the only winery on the island and the southernmost in the U.S. And it's super special. And a lot of us here are local Kauaiana, born and raised here, and especially the people that create the wine um, on that side and take care of the fields and, and things like that. So we definitely welcome and would love more Kama to come up and enjoy this beautiful property.
2: Yeah, and they do. You know, they come up and they bring their families, and then they bring their guests, and mm-hmm. um, it, it's quite beautiful. And and they're very thankful. They come in and they thank Lonnie and they thank me and they really appreciate when when they come up because those that and it's amazing those that don't know that there is a winery on this island no matter. What you spend in advertising, it's it. they're going to like. There's a winery here, and it's like, when was yep. the last time you were out of Hilo, though? But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. but um, you know, you you do your best. But once that they come up and they get over that little crest that they got to get up from over Hilo side, and, and then come in, they become regulars, yep. and we'll yep. see them here every month. They if they've been, they've been here once, up.
5: they're bringing people back, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yep. they You're, all become our friends and family.
1: Your winery was always a. Uh, Regular stop after our golf, our round yep. of golf at Volcano Yes, We appreciate it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of uh, 19 holers that come over here. Yeah.
1: yeah. So now we got to figure out a, n- a new routine. Yeah. So we can include the winery.
3: Well, sure. Hopefully the park will open got- soon and uh, we'll be enjoying that again. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The park yeah. is, uh, I- I'm hoping. Within the next week or so, the park will reopen. They've started um, with the Monoloa Road for the access to Bird Park. That's, that's right. That's, that just, opened, that just yeah. opened last week, and I noticed that they are now um, cutting back the the brush that was growing over the road. Um, so they're taking care of that, and um, I think once they get in there, I know the the teams of the. Uh, a lot of the staff is going back to work there. So yeah. um, hopefully, once that is open, because that's, you know, it's a million plus people it, when the people are here can, can come. So we always get a nice, if you come to the park, you should come to the winery. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, that's If just you come
5: to, to the island, definitely. you should come to the winery. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, there you go. Honey. That's right. That's
2: right. Yeah.
3: What's the significance of Mount Loa Road? I haven't been up there. There's there's hiking, right? Great trails up there. Yeah. Great.
2: Um, tra- they call, what do they call? Bird trails. Bird trail, bird, bird park, bird
5: park.
0: Yep.
5: Tree molda. There's huh? that yeah, the tree, tree mold. So tree. you have the tree molds yeah. drive, uh, which um, is that right little one mile kind of circular right. loop, right? Which is beautiful, and there's little trails in between. And then as you go up Mauna Loa Road, there's a scenic lookout point at the top of that, but it's beautiful um, bird watching. Trees, koal, eucalyptus. It's yeah. it's a totally different beautiful kind of cola. landscape up there and yeah. for fauna. So it's a really beautiful place, but and it's definitely when you get to a to the top point.
0: of the road, you can hike to the top of the mountain.
2: Yeah, from the lookout point, I think you can... Yeah. It's a long, it's hike. A, it's a, it's a long hike. We've actually have had um, lost hikers come back through the vineyard. No way.
0: They're really lost. Oh, yeah,
2: they'll. wow. Some of them will start off on a saddle road and, and come in and get caught and get turned around because we're not really... F- from that way to go to Saddle Road. I mean, we because I drive back and forth over there now. It's like, it's, oh, if I could only just go right yeah, there, exactly. I'm right there. <laughs> but, yeah, there was um, a, a couple, actually, um, an older couple that um, spent the night. They were lost, and they were dehydrated. Oh, wow. and they came and we were able to give them some water and get them on their way. <laughs> oh, wow. But, um, yeah, you have to be careful. You could get turned around back there. And then we had the uh, – well, the fire that was burning that was on our property line also too so we oh, had that really? to do yeah so the uh when they were coming over from the mainland and everything they would go through the back and they built a new uh escape road I guess it would mm-hmm. be for mm-hmm. the for this community right, to, yeah. to be able to, to get out if we would get locked in yeah. over here um so yeah it's 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 it's, it's One day you guys have all come. Bruce, you've been in the back. You've been on a tour before, but the the grounds, the the vineyards and the tea, uh, it's it's gorgeous out there. It's just breathtaking. And we have one of our fields, which is our Syrah, which we're just, we bottled it. It's really good. Um, And we're going to have a big harvest for this year, so we're going to start doing our Syrah again too. But that field that's out there, it's actually, it sits back.
5: Lower altitude. Lower altitude. Lower and width.
2: it sits kind of like in a, a ravine where there's lava walls on the sides of it. So it gets wow. really hot back there. Mm-hmm. Less windy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Less wind. It's, it's, it's beautiful.
1: Absolutely I'm kind of waiting for you guys to turn this lava tube right back here into a cellar. Well, that's,
2: that's on there. <laughs> Uh, Dell's list—that was his list that he wanted really bad to do a barrel tasting and build mm-hmm. a platform over it and do the put the barrels down in the cellar and they have it on a pulley system and <laughs> oh, bring the wow. barrels up and do a barrel tasting. You've got oh a lava tube gosh, right here on the
3: property. Yes.
5: Amazing. Oh yeah. yeah. A yeah, bunch of lava tubes. Yeah, we
2: have a bunch of lava tubes yeah. on the property. Have to be very careful. But the main,
5: uh, really large one over here. It's. Probably 50
2: feet wide. Wow. Yeah. It's
5: decent. Although, after the earthquakes, I'm not sure about being in that hole. You know? right. yeah. <laughs> but it goes
2: down about 30 feet that they've mm-hmm. been it's down. It's kind of deep, yeah. Get into it. Um, yeah, we've had, there's been things that have fallen in. There's some s- skulls down there, but it's a pig. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> just, pi- just pigs, just pigs, just pigs, <laughs> 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 just pigs. But um, they're actually going to do a uh, a fence. They're doing a pig lined uh, fence that they're going to be. So we Kamehamehas are, are putting it up to protect because they have a, a farm on the opposite side here too. So they're going to uh, fence basically uh, about our whole vineyard in for us. Good Uh, for you. To keep the pigs out. You have a pig problem up here? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, they destroyed our lots of stuff. No kidding. Um,
1: I bet they love
2: wine grapes. They like Mm -hmm. everything. They want to dig up the roots. (laughs) They want the roots. Mm -hmm. They can top it up. The tea and the the grapes. um, Our irrigation systems (laughs) are...
5: The birds, the geese, the... Pheasants—they want the grapes. I'm sure the pigs want it too. But then the pigs want to dig everything up. So we have dual pests yeah, over here the with nanny.
2: that. We had the the na- we we net everything too when the grapes are out, which it's it, it's the craziest looking thing. But um, we we have to net everything because the birds and the nanny were eating the the grapes that are in the front of the wire. We call them our show and tell grapes, just so people know. Yes, we do grow g- grapes here. Sure, um, but they were they go at the bottom of it and they actually jump up and eat the grapes right <laughs> off the vines. And, uh, the Rangers, they come and they tag them. And so when they're here, they usually walk in. So I have, we have a phone number to call them if they're up here. So I called them and said, um, well, they're, they're, your friends are here and they're eating my grapes. You need to come and do something. They <laughs> gets, well, they don't eat grapes. I said, uh, Yes, they do eat grapes. <laughs> <laughs> so he was here in about five minutes, and he came in. And he goes, "They're eating your grapes." I said, "I know that they're
3: eating our grapes." For it's those like who a, don't know, what is what is the nene?
1: What nene is a nene? It is an endemic goose. Yeah. Uh, and the and nene, what does nene
0: endemic is endemic. Mean, Bruce. <laughs>
1: it has evolved to the point of being its own species mm-hmm. naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it looks similar to a Canada goose. Uh, it's probably um you know many thousands of years ago uh, and what are the regulations blown, that go along with the nene Well you can't harm them you can't uh, disturb them
2: can't touch them you can't yeah. shoe them and they're
1: very they're because they they've evolved here in the islands um, they've become very tame so they don't have this innate fear of humans so once somebody feeds them or something, they they accept all humans. So that's uh, part of uh, the reason for their demise, you know. And uh, they were taken to the brink of extinction, I think, down to maybe 30 birds or something. Something like that, yeah. And then the Lyman family, no. Shipman. family. Shippen. Yeah. Sent some birds off to Cambridge in Europe. And... uh at an aviary they
0: uh, brought the, the birds back. Huh. Yeah. And now now they're actually quite plentiful, right? Yeah. they, yeah. Are. Yeah, they they've actually well, been I'm taken
2: wrong. off of the endangered species list. Is that no, true? No? Not no, true. Not yeah. true. That's a lie. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but back you know, check. but you know, way back
0: when, I don't know how long ago, seventeen hundreds, eighteen hundreds, they used to eat the goose. Yeah. They were on oh, the sure. menu at the volcano house. Way really? back. Then. Yeah, just like turkey. Yeah. Huh.
1: They were plentiful back then.
0: Which was maybe part of the problem. (laughs) (laughs) This is a good
3: opportunity to take a quick break and tell everyone about Bruce's coffee, which we're selling on our website. (laughs) Take it away, Bruce.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I drink a lot of coffee, so I've got my own label of 100% Kau Coffee. What's it called? Kau Mana.
0: It's good. It's good. I drank some this morning. It's very very chocolatey, (laughs) very earthy. It's a very different coffee for Hawaii.
3: And for those watching on YouTube, I think Bruce is breaking out a bag.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. Beautiful.
3: It's my mana.
2: (laughs) Very nice. That's awesome.
3: And of course, this wine was great. I'm a big fan of the wine up here. Ever since Bruce has brought me in. Several times after playing 18 (laughs) at Volcano Golf Course. And um, what's the the website again, Reefer?
2: www.volcanowinery.com. Come and see us. Buy lots of wine. Get some tea.
3: 20% off right now, 20% off.
2: Yes. That will automatically come in. And if you have a challenge that you don't like to be on websites and go in, give us a call. We will be happy to take your orders over the phone.
3: What's the number?
5: Oh boy. 808
0: 967
5: 7772. Correct. One more time.
0: 808 967 7772. Perfect. Perfect. And tell
1: us, Bruce, if we like mana, how do we obtain that? Visit our website on com and click on the merch link. Merch link. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that will help us to stay alive
3: Yes, get yourself an on Hawaiian Thai mug while you're at it Yes,
0: we have yep. a few different items for sale And it does um, go to support us And we need your support yeah, All I three do. or four of you out there Yeah
1: <laughs> Hey, just had a chance to Google that And Marie, you're right The Nene are no longer considered endangered They're still threatened, but no longer endangered
3: We'll accept your retraction, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> we we're going to do a shout-out because we have some super fans who are supporting us. I've got it. You have it? Yeah.
0: I mean, I we know. Want to put, we want to do a little special shout-out here, a special mahalo to some of the people who have already ordered some of the coffee, some of Bruce's coffee, and some T-shirts from our website. Awesome. Waylon Lee Boykin, Landis Major, Patty Doonan, and Kira Regeer.
3: Kara and Sean, former Volcano residents.
1: Yeah, I think we ruined the surprise, right? Yeah, Uh-oh.
3: yeah. Kara had made, was trying to surprise Sean with some of our merch, and oh. we texted Sean and said, hey, tell Kara thanks for buying some Sean. merch. Oh, boy. Don't listen, oh, listen to this podcast, oh, Sean. <laughs> like, that was supposed to be a surprise. Thanks, guys.
1: <laughs> surprise! <laughs> and for those guys that don't follow us on Facebook, Sean is um, the helicopter pilot that Mick and I flew with A
0: lot in 2018. Great pilot, yeah, great guy, and a good not really that good a golfer. He (laughs) thinks he's better than he is, but but he's better than I am. So what?
2: Yeah, he was a regular up here too. He used to. Yeah, Yeah, he he lived right down the block, right.
1: And didn't
0: you put a link on the website? And I know you put a link on our website
2: so people can find
3: Volcano Winery.
4: I put a link on our website to make sure people can get get a hold of Volcano Winery.
3: Go to the show notes for episode nine.
0: Brilliant. Okay, so that's going to do it for this episode. Mahalo, Marie and Lonnie at Volcano Winery.
1: Mahalo, Nui, guys. Thank you. Thank
2: you. Oh,
3: Don't forget to sign up for our email updates list to get the behind-the-scenes content, the stuff that we talk about before and after the podcast, but the mics are still rolling, unbeknownst to everybody. <laughs> uh, uh, you can find that on our website. Go to the top of onhawaiiantimepodcast.com, Click on the email updates link. Way up on the top right of the page there.
1: You can also support us by buying some of our merch, including my coffee and an On Hawaiian Time mug. Click the merch link on our website. Good stuff over there.
0: (laughs) Check it out.
4: Special thanks to Joel Marcus, who designed our logo. We love our logo. And to Jamie of Silver Line
0: Sound. Thanks, Jamie.
1: Thank you, Brada.
0: So, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, please do it now. It's really important and it's really easy. You can do it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us attract advertisers and boy, do we need to keep this podcast going. <laughs> I'm Matt Calber.
1: I'm Bruce Amari.
4: I'm Ann Calber.
0: I'm Tim Coakley. And you've been... On Hawaiian time. Boy, that's a lot easier to do live, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> wow. Right,
3: Cue the theme music. Uh, <laughs> good enough.